Louise. And welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is a space where we aim to help educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. So each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical, logical and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. So today we'll be talking about the concept of planning or not planning and how you can move forward without even a plan. Now, the reason we are talking about that topic, surprise, surprise, is because we have actually decided to have no plan when it comes to life learnings with Helen and Louise. And it's not because we don't know what we're talking about or because we just, I don't know, are winging it. We're kind of winging it, but we're not really because we want to bring all this knowledge that we have together and we don't want to overplan. We don't want to overthink. We don't want to spend hours and hours and hours. We just want to come have a conversation with each other and hopefully share our energy and our experience with you. Blue? Yeah, and I think the because this is our first episode and the way that this organically evolved, this whole concept of doing this pod, you know, this 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 program together, <laughs> um, I, I think that's worth actually sharing the story behind because it really okay. gives evidence, you know, like to, to why we're actually talking about this topic tonight as our yeah first. as our first topic so i run the sanctuary creators tribe which is an online group and this is a beautiful group of women we come together online and we are working towards creating sanctuary in our home our bodies in our lives and as part of the sanctuary creators tribe i do a coaching call and usually a week or so before that coaching call, I put out a call to the ladies and say, hey, I know what it is I want to talk about, but what is it that you want to learn about? What, what else can I help you with? And so they give me all of their beautiful ideas, which is wonderful. Last week, sorry, no, a week before last, I ran a coaching call. And there were bits of the information that the ladies asked for help with that I didn't talk about. Because last week, Louise and I came on to the Sanctuary Creators Tribe private group. And we did a private chat, a private, you know, Q&A um, for that group in particular. And so after that, we were all revved up. We were all really excited. And to wind the clock back even a bit more, like four, mm. maybe five, maybe yeah. longer years ago, Lou and I were working with a client and that client <laughs> said to us, you two really should have a TV show. And we thought at the time that uh-huh. was a little bit nuts. But after doing this chat or this yeah. kind of coaching call last week with the Sanctuary Creators Tribe, we went, you know what? Let's, it, let's do it. Let's do it's it. Let, yeah. <laughs> so here we are. After the coaching call last week, we whipped everything together and now we are here tonight for our very first life learnings with Helen and Louise. And we're talking about planning or not planning. Mm. Mm. So I thought, just so everybody knows, because it might be a little bit hard to work out, I am the practical logic. Um, You know, I'm very sort of like, hey, plan. And that's pretty much how I have lived 
most of my life, have a plan, you know, work that plan, follow that plan. And then life happens and your plans don't actually pan out or or things don't happen as you had envisaged them to. And so when life changes happen and you have to kind of regroup and go, oh, okay, so this plan, this plan, this plan, well, things actually haven't gone to plan, so what the heck do I do? And being a planner, that has, like, that really causes a huge amount of anxiety and stress and, and worry. And I guess from the aspect, that the framework that you come from, is very much the intuitive focus that spiritual spiritual connection side um you know it seemed like a really good topic to go you know when you got you know freaky like no matter which end of the spectrum you sit so um there are i guess there's there's two ends you know there's you can be the you know whether you're an anal retentive planner you know you work the plan you know exactly what's going to happen or if you sit on the side that you go i don't like to plan i don't want to be hemmed in um, I think we've got content tonight and, and some discussion that will really support people no matter where they are. Mm. And if you're like me, so lose the practical logic. Helen's the spiritual intuitive. Yet Helen tried to fit in the practical logic box for many, 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 too many years. Um, and so I've been on both ends mm. of those spectrums, as I'm sure you have from time to time as well. So it's like, if I'm at either end, what can I do? How can I cope? How can I move forward? And these are the, some of the things that we really want to talk about and share with you tonight. So. Yeah, because I mean, often, um, you know, when your plans do fly out the window, that is a point at which you go, oh my gosh, you know, the bottom falls out and you're going, okay, didn't see that, didn't plan for that. (laughs) Um, And I think it's important to acknowledge first up to answer the question around, and we were talking about this just before, which was, you know, how does your brain actually work? How's your brain Mm. wired? Because our brains really are wired for order. You know, when you look at nature, there's there's, um, organic structure to nature. Like you see patterns Mm. and nature loves order but it's about trying to work out how does that order present for you and we often talk about like it from a a time management perspective haven't we hell where i guess there's two main camps where you're either very um you know linear and digital or you sit on the other side where it's more um, you know, you're more tactile and sort of, you know, you would use sort of paper-based diaries as opposed to technology-based diaries. Mm. And the, can I, sorry, interrupt mm, for a second? Yeah. The thing that freaks me out about that, of course, is because I'm very tactile. And if I have a journal or a diary and Lou calls me and says, hey, on Tuesday, the whatever date at 2 p.m., let's do something or other. If I write it in the diary, I am much more likely to remember it. Mm. But what I did about three or four years ago, and this is going a bit off the track. So no, no, this is, okay. this is so related, so related. <laughs> so about three or four years ago, I decided, okay, I'm going to go digital. And it was actually really challenging for me to do that because I'm such a visual, tactile kind of gal. But what I do now is actually a mix of both. So if Lou calls me and she says, you know, in two weeks time or three weeks time or whatever, let's do this thing at two o'clock, I will just pull up my digital planner, my digital diary, and I will put that in there. 
And then on a weekend usually, or Monday morning at the latest, I will look through my digital planner and I will transfer everything for the week into my physical planner, which essentially lives on the desk in my office. It doesn't move at all. So my digital planner, which is on my phone, moves with me everywhere and I can just quickly put appointments and things in. But my by having the physical planner and then writing Monday I've got these appointments or Tuesday these appointments and so on, I can now visualize my week and that makes it so much mm. easier. Now that I've come to that kind of conclusion that and kind of awareness that I've created a process that suits me and it steal it if you want to it works a treat yeah if you are you know similar to me and that you like you're very tactile mm. and i guess that's where you know sometimes when we think about you know coming up with plans or, or having a plan or thinking about how do we go about plans sometimes you know people are they can they can it's easy for them to work out the sequence to go if i'm going to plan a holiday planning a holiday is a great example to go mm. okay you know are you the type of person that has to start with an itinerary that's logical to go okay first we need flights or then we do this and then and then and then and that might be based on sequence very linear mm. um if however you find that um that approach doesn't work for you it might be oh i want to do these fun things so that's where you know like you're saying it could be you know mind mapping mm -hmm. you know concepts to go oh you know i want to go to this place and then you can kind of you know work backwards and go oh, okay yeah oh how am i going to get there mm -hmm. you know and then you can kind of work through those things backwards because i guess what we do know about the brain and how it works is you know when we're the, the brain is the most energy efficient device on the planet. You know, it's got about 5 billion star rating um, because it always tries to, to minimize the amount of effort. It takes mm. effort to think differently to how you normally think. Those pathways, those neural pathways are so well worn, they don't like having to think differently. Mm. So that's why when you think in line with actually how you think to go you know for you it's, it's tactile it's you know it might be oh yeah a bit of mind maps but you know you might write down some logical aspects to go okay this is what my you know, flow looks like mm. you're then actually um minimizing the amount of energy your brain has to use because you're planning in line with how you think mm. so that's i guess something to kind of keep in in mind mm. can um, i add into the yeah. holiday concept as well you know, we come up with the, you know, we're traveling to this place and these are the 10 things we want to do over the four days that we're there. And sometimes we might buy, you know, tickets in advance if that's, you know, more cost effective or whatever the case may be. But quite often we will turn up with our plan of the things that we want to do and see, but they're not always cast in stone. Mm. So if we're thinking, oh, we want to do an outdoor activity on that particular day, but we wake up and it's tropical rain and we can't possibly do it, then there's a little bit of movement around it. If we're there for the whole time and it's raining and, you know, that's the thing we want to do, then we just go out and do it probably on the last day. But sometimes you have your plan, but it's so fluid and loose that you don't have to get anxious so you don't get anxious about it if the plan goes to pot mm. because let's face it they do as lou said things kind of come at us um, yep. in our lives that we don't expect and then before you know it 
You have no, yeah, in the corner, <laughs> rocking. Yeah, that's in the fetal position. <laughs> but you know what? What you've touched on there, Hal, is is great because it really highlights. You know, if we get attached to the outcome, and so this can happen with you planning a holiday, planning your life, or going. You know, this is I'm going to be the next big thing around X, Y, Z, and it gets into that all or nothing thinking. So we're going. Mm. This is the outcome. We're fixed to this being the outcome, and that's when that certainty you know our brain you know there's there's a few different um triggers for me in my life being very logical it's like i've always been attached to certainty i like to know how things are going to happen and what's going to happen and when it's going to happen and you know and she's really good at doing run sheets <laughs> run sheets that's why she sheets. likes to know what's going to happen right? yeah so and i guess you know the the you know i've gone through some significant life changes and when you do go through life changes that challenges every aspect of certainty in your life mm-hmm. and so i've really had to take stock of how do i approach planning and not having a plan and when you have no certainty i guess that the process you know so your limbic system um you know that fight flight freeze or faint response oh, yeah yeah faint well faint you know um a great example is like you know when you when you, you're doing something and you're just exhausted and you just have to go sleep that's the body going, we need to shut down and we need to allow you to process this, what's going oh, on. I think we've all felt oh, that before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To go, okay, it's 7 o'clock and I'm exhausted. <laughs> what's that about? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's about recognising that limbic system is there to protect us. So when we perceive there to be fear, it then interrupts or, or stops that prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that is really there to help make um, you know, logical decisions to help us be very creative in problem solving, that shuts down because we're so focused on survival. Mm. And when we're in survival mode, we're, we're not able to access those higher order thinking functions for mm. planning and organizing. Mm. Um, so that's where I guess for me, I had to work out some strategies to go, how the heck do I calm that limbic system to go you know it's okay Mm. you can't have a plan no because now your world is rocky yeah now the carpet's been pulled out from under you or whatever the analogy is that you want to put in there and you just literally can't think yeah in the right way so how do we do it what do we do well i guess um so And these strategies can be used by whether you're a planner or not a planner. Mm. And I guess one of the first things that's crucial to do is to really recognize um, your strengths. Mm. And the reason I say that is because when nothing else is quite going according to plan, (laughs) all you have is this. What's in between here Mm. and yourself. That's that's it. Mm. So identifying what your core strengths are is is paramount but the thing is when i'm in that overwhelm when yep. i'm in that exhaustion when i'm in that limbic system firing on all cylinders yep. i really can't even think of my strengths no. more often than not my system this is helen talking so this is non-medical but my system is literally flooded with way too many messages and i can't yep. cope yeah that, I mean, that's really yes. hard to move through, right? Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to, to do this analysis of your strengths when you aren't in that heightened state mm. of freaking out. Mm. So now would probably be a good time to mention this particular website that is 
great. So if you can do this quiz, it's a free quiz. It's the VIA character uh, website. So um, www.viacharacter.org. And that there, it's the VIA survey that um, allows you to do a fantastic question. There's a few different ones. If, even if you just go Strengths Finder, you can Google. There's, um, you know, Penn State University have collated a whole stack of information and resources that allows you to do some questions and identify what your core strengths are. Mm. So, you know, it identifies your top five. It also identifies some of your less strong you know, your weak, we're not going to say weaknesses, but some of the ones that, um, you know, aren't as powerful yeah. and it's such a good thing to go, okay, how do you draw on your strengths? So I know my top five and those are the ones that I guess, you know, I've really certainly focused on in mm-hmm. times of struggle and not knowing, oh, which way forward. So, you know, it really has made a difference in mm. terms of how do you cope with uncertainty when you are a planner and you're going, oh, how do you cope? Mm. So, yeah, so those were, I guess, you know, so for me, you know, curiosity is one of well, my number one strength, funnily enough, is zest and enthusiasm. Can you imagine <laughs> that? No. I know, right? <laughs> um, followed by, you know, I guess that the ones that are most pertinent that I've, I've really drawn on is curiosity Mm. so i'm innately curious about you know why is that and and you know how does that work um through to leadership or self-leadership to be able to go okay so situation hasn't gone right um i could keep going down this path but it's not going to work so i need to pivot so that's where it's it's going okay it's about how do i take responsibility for you know stuff and go oh okay right you know, like plot change. Yeah. And go, hmm. So question. Yes. How long ago did you do, so for example, the VIA survey? Yep. And how long have you been working with, these are my strengths as opposed to I'm going to focus on my weaknesses because mm. a lot of people tend to do that, right? Oh, we, yeah. We nearly need, well, in my head, I kind of go, okay, yeah, I've got these weaknesses, but, you know, I'm going to actually ignore those for yeah. a bit because I want to focus on the strengths. But the question is, so how long yep. have you been, have, have you known these strengths and how long have you been working with them? Mm, that is such a good question because I have known about these strengths probably since, uh, like, specifically working awareness of my core strengths since i'd say 2016 Mm. 2017 was um sort of the end part of 2017 was when i actually thought how am i going like i decided 2018 is the year of living courageously And so I know it's good, huh? It's good. So I thought, you know, when uncertainty is there, it's a case of how do I live courageously? And it was like, well, I have to rely on my strengths to mm. support me, to be courageous, to keep showing up. Mm. Um, and so that's when I really went, okay, as things happened. And it would be like, right, which of my strengths do I need to draw on right now? So mm. like, it, it kind of brought your, your crazy limbic, you know, I'm going it, nut system back to, and even if you picked whether it was your top one of zest uh, or whether it was your third one of whatever, um, just to kind of, um, the, the analogy that's coming to me is like fuzz bringing, uh, like you have, we have, I don't know, fuzzy brains or fuzzy heads, or it's kind of bringing it back into a core of yes. 
I'm going to try and ignore this fuzzy bit and I'm just going to then work on these core strengths that yeah. I have. Yeah. To help me plan, to help me move forward, to help me not feel mm. like I'm stuck and I'm just kind of like that mouse on the treadmill yeah. thing. Exactly. And I th- I guess they're the the and I really would love your perspective on this because I guess in, in the process, you know, when we have a plan and then it doesn't go to plan and then we go, <laughs> bugger it, I'm not going to have any plans. Stuff the plans. Um, one of the things that I notice most curious, like I know, like I hear people say, you know, being a logical thing, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I'm sure even Oprah, shout out to the big O. Um, I'm sure she has even said... You know, it's about preparation and being open. And I go, how can you not have a plan? Mm. You know, still in the back of my mind going, you know, but if you don't have a plan, can, can you just leave things up to... Totally. Okay, talk, talk to me, Hal. Talk to <laughs> okay, me, Okay, so this is coming from um, me, Helen, having for the last probably four years or a little bit more I've done that process where you know you choose a word for the year and you kind of go okay that's my word for the year I'm going to focus on that I'm going to meditate on that I'm going to move forward and you know connect with this word in whatever way possible and so what I did was I said okay this is my word for whatever 2017's word we are in 2018 we're 18 yeah, okay. <laughs> I know I know who knew what does my watch tell me <laughs> yeah um so whatever my word was for 2017 I then took that word and then I go, okay, in my business, what does that word look like? And then I go, okay, so I'm going to write this book. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to create this course. I'm going to, I don't know, run these events. And so I would sit down and I would plan and I'd go, you know, these are the things that I'm going to do. And this is, you know, the first quarter or the second quarter or whatever. More often than not, I stress myself out because I was going, oh my God, I told myself I was going to do that thing. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I achieved it or sometimes I didn't. And so then I might, well, you know, get into a little bit of self-doubt around, you know, that head talk, you know, I'm not good mm. enough, I can't write, you know, well enough, how come I can't pull out that 10,000 word book overnight, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but what I've decided to do this year is something really, really different. So instead of picking a word for the year, I've picked three traits for the year. And as part of picking the three traits for the year, which are being kind, being generous, and being compassionate, mm. I've decided I've got no plan. So, I I know, right? So, you know, I've gone from actually working against my strengths, I think, I haven't done the yes. test yet, but I'm, I'm having a feeling that Helen with the plan, Helen with the structure, Helen with the it's got to happen in this timing, is really not good for Helen. This year, I have no plan. We are now at the middle of March and I have still achieved a lot in my life and in my business. But I'm waking up every day and going, okay, so what, what's the plan for today? What's the plan? And, you know, I'm not lying on my bed reading a book for six hours while my son's at school. I'm actually coming into the office um, and I'm going, okay, what do I need to work on that would fill me up, that would allow me to feel like I have achieved something today? 
and I usually do a bit of a pause I might um, behind me you know I've got my feathers and gongs and candles and a few other you know space clearing kind of bits and pieces and usually I'll do some kind of ritual or some kind of connection and then I'll go okay I'll just wait and kind of get a feeling for what it is I'm going to work on today now I know a friend of mine did this about I want to say three years ago um, and she says that by following this process for her her business flew she felt more connected with her purpose she didn't feel anywhere near as stressed she had time to do things that lit her up both in her business and her life so I think this comes back to a little bit on personality types as we've said lose the practical logical I'm the one of my spiritual intuition like I don't even remember what I am <laughs> that's how crazy um, I can sometimes be but what I'm saying is it's really knowing what your strengths as Lou's already spoken about and I can and people who know me say Helen it's amazing what you can get done you yeah. know product wise <laughs> joy burst cards hang on I haven't finished yet we have book Paper. Oh, can you see that book? Paperwork is not your problem. The joy journal as well. Like, and I'm just, I'm just going to add in at this point, you know, to highlight something that you've said, you achieve phenomenal things. What's interesting, and I guess that I've observed, because I've known you, planner Helen, to then be, <laughs> I'm going with the flow and I don't have a plan, Helen, um, is that you are organized mm. okay and, that, and I think this is the mm. important point to go you have organized what can be organized and that opens up freedom mm. it opens up and allows space for things mm. to evolve oh totally. that's what I've observed with this one <laughs> <laughs> well thank you Lou um but also at the same time I want to say that there were things that I wanted to happen this year that have already fallen off my plate. Mm. Um, and these were big things and I just, you know, really wanted them. But see, maybe that's the thing. Maybe I wanted it, but it wasn't really right timing mm. for me at the moment. But as Lou says, because I am organized, because I do have structures in place um, that and as I said earlier, with the planning kind of concept or the holiday kind of mm. concept, they move and ebb and flow with me depending on where I am on that particular day. So it might completely freak you out <laughs> to not have a plan and to kind of go the way I'm going this year. But the way I'm looking at it as well is that it's a little bit of uh, an experiment. Mm. Because, you know, I've done it the other way and it hasn't felt right. As I say, it's like wearing two tighter undies. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay, yeah, that's it. Don't wear those, not no those one. undies. <laughs> no one likes wearing tight undies, goodness. So it's like, well, you know, I've tried that way. I've tried the plan. I've tried the word for the year. I've tried the, you know, structure. And now I've still got that in the background but I'm overlaying it with the 
you know what, I'm just going to go internally. I'm going to go with my intuition. I'm going to go with what feels right. Mm. And as I've just said, some things have dropped off my plate, which were things last year that were just so incredibly light, incredibly fun, which I just couldn't wait to do. And now I'm sitting in 2018 energy where I am now energetically and going, it's not right. Mm. I can't do that thing. And I think what... um, may surprise you because quite often we put our plans quite often we say yeah we're going to do that thing or yeah we're going to go there or yeah we're going to you know hold up whatever that commitment is that we've told someone we're going to do and then we feel guilty Mm. if we for some reason in our own energy field or our own lives we just can't do that thing anymore and so this particular thing that i was going to do i had to say to people i'm not doing this thing anymore And then I had to say, and this is why. And that, I reckon, the the concept of the turnkey came Mm. to me just then, literally. It's like, if I just said, look, I can't do it, bad luck, people might be going, oh, that's unusual. Mm. Why is Helen backing out? But what I did was I went back to those three words, kind, compassionate, generous, and I just went, this is the honest truth. This is why I can't do this thing anymore. And I was true to myself. And I didn't throw the plan in the bin because that thing will come back. It'll just come back in a different format. And I'm kind of okay mm. with that. Um, at the time, you think, oh, my gosh, everyone's going to, I don't know, they're going to say things that you know I don't need to hear or they're going to give me their opinions or whatever. But more often than not, people are kind, people are compassionate and thoughtful and they just go, it's okay. It doesn't matter. You do what it is you mm. need to do. And then that will come back in good timing. I've gone off on a bit of no, a tangent. No, no. So, so what I've heard you say, to, what I've really heard you say in that example was brilliant because what you were giving an example was of was you know having having a, a goal, a plan, working that plan to create um, to create something, but then go, how do I? And this is the question: How do I then kind of tap into my intuition to go? Now is the time that I actually have to pivot and I have to do something different Mm. because that takes courage to kind of go, Mm. you know, I've made this commitment. I've got this plan. I'm working my plan. I'm going to do this. Um, Oh, more information comes and then you've got to make a decision. How Mm. do you then kind of know that it's the right decision? I don't think you do. Mm. I think that's the thing. I don't think any of us really know what this right decision is. I don't even think presidents and princes and queens and, you know, big, big businesses. See, it's my people <laughs> craving for certainty. But how do we know? Like, so but I don't strategy. I don't what think we do? we do know, and I don't think people even high up know. Mm. But I think it comes back to having a really good understanding of you, your purpose, what it is you're here to do, and you know that thing that I dropped off my plate is part of my purpose, and it is something that I'm here to do. Mm. But I knew it was not right timing. How did I know it was not right timing? I was getting stressed. I was getting worried. You know, other things were happening in my life that were Mm. like those little messages that the universe drops to you, for example. When someone, you know, Lou might say something to me, I might see something on the television, I might read something in a magazine, and yet all the Mm. messages are the same, Mm. right? Yeah. So I'm I'm very um, keen, very active around the concept of looking at signs in my world yeah to help me 
really work out whether that thing, no matter what the thing is, is that the right choice for me? Mm. And yes, it's scary as all hell because to pivot using Lou's word and to go off the plan, to go off the path, to go down a route where maybe no one's supporting you or maybe very few people are supporting you is actually really excuse me effing hard Mm. really hard um but over the years particularly you know from my early 40s on you know and starting to connect more with my intuition more with my spiritual side more with who i am and what i'm here to do i've become better at standing up Mm. um to myself for myself yeah so instead of allowing other people's opinions to help me make decisions their opinions are all interesting and well and good but i don't use them to help me make decisions Mm. because i feel quite strong in my purpose and in in what i'm here to do but that has come through lots of meditation, lots of ugly tears in the shower or anywhere else ugly tears can happen. <laughs> lots of standing out in the morning on the grass with my cup of tea. Lots of all of that stuff in the spiritual field that, you know, if you're in that realm, you already know what that stuff is. But coming back to center through all of that, through the meditations, through the groundings, through the crystals, through all of that stuff. Um, some people might do it through dance or art or I mean I definitely do it through writing and it helps bring me to centre mm. through writing as well so to answer go back and answer the question I don't think there is necessarily a way to know whether you made the right choice or the right decision or not mm. but if you know yourself and you are centred in yourself when it comes to moving forward or creating the plan you have a much better idea of knowing you know, this is the right thing or this is not mm. the right thing. And one thing I heard you say through all these examples was almost like pause, mm. allow that sort of space to kind of contemplate. Mm. And we were talking about that before as well, that the universe, nature, whatever you want to call it, doesn't like a vacuum. It doesn't like mm. that space. And we, as human beings, are very eager to fill that space. So we fill it with more people or more social media or more more stuff. stuff. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, the stuff. I mean, we've seen it in hundreds of clients' homes. But, you know, even if you moved a bookshelf from one space to the next space, tomorrow you'll want to fill the space where the bookshelf initially came from because (laughs) the universe hates a vacuum, right? But if I can remove something from my plan, like I've done already, I now have this space, this vacuum. It's uncomfortable to sit in. Mm. It's really uncomfortable to sit in. And nature, the universe, whatever, wants to fill it again. But I'm going, you know what? This is space and I'm going to try and sit in this uncomfortableness Mm. so that I can then fill it with what is right and the you know, the plan that is right yeah. for me. 
So I guess when we kind of bring it all together and have a look at, I guess, some of the main things that we've we've talked about, I guess one of the first things is about recognising we each have kind of a preference for how we like to plan. Either we like to plan, we don't like to plan. Mm-hmm. And we've also talked about, um, you know, how important it is to have order and be organised so that way then we can be flexible when those plans don't quite work. So mm. we then can actually approach and look at what, what we can organise, we, we do, but not being necessarily fixed to the outcome. And so mm. then when things fall off, it's about drawing on the pause, taking that time to kind of go, oh, okay, um, <laughs> now, you know, what? <laughs> now what? Um, and then using the strengths or, or like you said, those, those three, um, three characteristics that you wanted to embody and approach everything, mm. you know, kindness, compassion and so forth. So, you know, there's some like, you know, easy strategies that you can use to kind of calm that limbic system that, that's freaking out mm-hmm. um, and looking at, you know, if you like systems and fun, you know, how, what, what are your natural preferences and mm. try and incorporate those things. So no matter whether you're a planner or not a planner, that way then you don't miss out on fabulous things like this little, you know, mm. project that we're doing together to kind of go, this wasn't on my plan and it wasn't on yours. Not for this year. No, no. it wasn't on the three-month plan that either of us had sorted yeah. um, for the year ahead. So anyway, I think we're going to draw a close to our very first Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. We really, really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please go ahead and share it with whoever you think would um, benefit from listening to our ramblings tonight. Um, We will be back next week for another episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. So we hope to see you then. Okay, bye for now. Bye. Bye.